Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Greetings to all the family. We are so grateful to the Lord for His grace, His mercy, His protection. He has been so good to us since the beginning of the year. Now we are in July. July is a strategic time because it's not only marking the half of the year, but it's also the, the first month of the second part of the year. So I believe that it's a time for us to sit and try to, to reflect a little bit how uh, we work with the Lord from the beginning of the year till now, and how are we going now to attack the rest uh, of the year? And I believe that the Lord is going to bless us, and the Lord is going to direct us by His grace that the year will finish with positive results and achievement. In our fellowship here in uh, Cape Town, Pastor Michael uh, brought a topic that we started last month talk, talking about making room for God and uh, uh, normally it, it was it was meant that we finish it in June but the, the way I see it sometimes looks like God wants it, God still have more to give to us more to share to us to help us to keep creating and making more rooms for God because God still has a lot of in his mind for us so we need to learn many ways how can we create rooms for the Lord to, to have a possibility to come and move into our lives and manifest his glory, his power in the way that we never seen before? Yesterday, uh, midnight, I was sitting and uh, I wanted to pray. The Lord led me to change what I wanted to share. He gave me a word to change. He directed me uh, differently. And what God led in my heart to share with us today is making room for God by following divine instruction. Is what I'm sharing today. Making room for God by following divine instruction. Whenever God wants to introduce someone into a new season in his life, he will give him an instruction. His obedience to the instruction is what will open for him the door for that new season. When we read the Bible, the Bible is a book of promises. It's filled with promises from God. But we'll see that with the promises of God, all we need to do is to embrace them, to receive them by faith. But if you study deeply, you will see that the manifestation of most of those promises is attached to divine instruction. You don't need only to receive the promise by faith, but you need also to apply the instruction that comes together with the promise. And this is the way that the Lord operates. And uh, our success in life, our safety, our protection, even our prosperity is attached directly to our ability to follow divine instruction. Divine instruction can save or simplify your life. 
failure to obey or to, to follow divine instruction will surely bring chaos in our lives. Many lives today have been destroyed, many marriages, many businesses, even many ministries have been destroyed just because someone refused to follow divine instruction. When instruction is not followed, catastrophe is not inevitable. It will always happen. So we need to understand that divine instruction is a seed for change, is a seed for reward, is a seed for promotion. Every divine instruction can produce those things, can produce change, can produce reward or promotion. I would like us to turn our Bible in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, from verse 1 to verse 4. Proverbs chapter 3, from verse 1 to verse 4. I will be reading from New International Version, NIV. Proverbs chapter 3, from verse uh, or one to verse four. My son, do not forget my teaching. Other version says my instruction. Do not forget my teaching, but keep my command in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the table of your heart. Then you will win favor and good name in the sight of God and the sight of men. I like this scripture. According to this scripture, we can understand that by following divine instruction, you can make a room for God to deposit upon your life a grace for long life. He said, my son, follow my instruction because it will prolong the days of your life. So, Divine instruction can bring longevity in your life. And God said that and divine instruction can also make room for God to bring more favor, more grace upon your life. Because the Bible says that divine instruction, God said that then you will win favor and good name in the sight of God, in the sight of men. And sometimes we pray, say, God, we pray for more favor. God, we pray for your divine protection. God, we pray for your grace to manifest. We pray for your power to flow in our life. We know that God is able to do beyond our imagination. But the Bible says that follow my instruction, because by following them, you will win favor in the sight of God, in the sight of men. So we see that there is power in divine instruction, because divine instruction is a seed even for favor is a seed for reward, is a seed for safety, for, for protection, for preservation, for long life. We need to value that. Many people have died early just because they refuse to follow divine inspection. Many are living under closed heaven just because they refuse to follow divine inspection. Many failures in life can be attributed to the rejection of divine instruction. Divine instruction can save your life. Divine instruction can simplify your life and spare you from more troubles, many troubles in life. Divine instruction will lead you to the real place of your destiny, your, the place that God wants you to arrive. Many people have experienced the power of God and miracles through the ministry of Jesus just by following instruction. 
you will see uh, when I was I was meditating on this yesterday night, I, 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 I remember I always say to people that more than 90% of the miracles of Jesus Christ were made uh, because he was led by compassion. That is true. Jesus was led by compassion. Most of his miracles uh, happened because of compassion. But as I was meditating yesterday night, I, I, I realized also beside the compassion, most of the miracles of Jesus were accompanied by divine instruction. Even though he was full of compassion, but he was giving most of the time instruction. We can see, for example, the case of uh, the blind Bartimaeus in the book of Mark chapter 10. This man was blind, sitting at the corner of the road. He heard that Jesus was passing and he began to cry, to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the more he was crying, Jesus heard him and Jesus stopped. But Jesus knew that the guy is blind. He did not go to him. He said to the disciple, tell him to come. That was an instruction. He knew that the guy is blind, sitting there waiting for help. He said, tell him to come. Mark 10, 49 says, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be caught. Then they called the blind man saying, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. If Bartimaeus did not follow that instruction, he could not receive the miracle. Jesus was there, full of power, ready to heal him, full of compassion. But the guy had the responsibility to follow that instruction. Even though you are blind, stand up, God is calling you. And we see the case like Lazarus in the book of John 11. Lazarus was already buried, and after four days, he was already stinking. His body was decomposed. And, 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 and Jesus told his, his sister Mary, he gave them an instruction, told them, remove the stone. Even though he knew that I have the power, when I will pray, this man will come out. But that resurrection could not happen without them following the instruction given them by Jesus. If they refused to move the stone, Lazarus could not come out. So we understand that we are making room in our lives for God's power to flow, for God's grace to flow by following divine instruction. Most of the time we can hinder the hand of the Lord to work in our life because we disobey to divine instruction. We don't want to follow them. And we keep praying and we keep waiting for God to do something. He say, I'm instructing you, but you are not following me. So his power flows when instruction are obeyed. So uh, there are many examples that's in the, the, the life of Jesus Christ that I don't want to go in details, but as you read the New Testament, you will see most of the miracle, even the first miracle of Jesus, for him to turn the water to wine. He gave instruction, fill this, put water here. They must follow. Mary told them, do everything he will tell you to do. So the miracle is attached to the obedience to the instruction. Even our lives, as we are sitting here, I believe that God still have more things to do for us. God still have many promises to fulfill in our lives. But we need to understand that the Lord works with his instruction. The more you are senseless and obedient to the instruction that God is giving to you directly, it will open a room for him to release abundant grace in your life and you see quick change and you can experience the love of God in the way that you've never seen before. And, and, and uh, 
I believe that my assignment this evening or this morning for other people it is to address two categories of people. The first category is the category of people that God wants to remind them, to revive again in their hearts, in the spirit, a divine instruction that they miss to follow for a while. And God is reminding you through this. And the second category of people is the people that God wants to do something new with them, is preparing them, them to hear this, this evening to know that God will give you very soon an instruction. And the moment you follow it, you will see what God is going to do. This is my assignment, as I believe, uh, this evening. And let's take the second part, the importance of divine instruction. Why divine instruction is very important. I'll give you three points quickly. The importance of divine instruction. Number one, divine instruction preserves life from destruction. This is the first importance. It preserves life from destruction. We all of us know uh, the story of Elijah when he was by the, the, the brook in Cherith. He was, he was fed by the rabbit, bringing him food every day. But after time, the brook went dry. He was there for God to preserve his life. For God to save his life, he gave them instruction. First King chapter 17, verse 89 says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So divine instruction preserve you from dying, from being destroyed. God gave him an instruction to save his life, to direct him to another direction to bring him to a place, a new season in his life. So divine instruction is very important because it preserves life. There is preservation in any instruction. Even in our normal lives, we cannot, we can destroy many things in our lives if we fail to follow instruction. For example, you can buy a new TV today or you buy a new washing machine, maybe a new cell phone, even a car. And you can destroy that thing the same day if you did not follow instruction before you operate it. You just buy the TV, you open it without reading the manual inside. You, you burn it, you destroy it. Instruction preserved. You refuse to follow instruction, you can destroy even the things in your hands. It is very important to know that there is power of preservation in the instruction. I know a man who by mistake killed this child just because he gave him medication without reading the instruction. And the child died in our community. That was a, a, a biggest tragedy. He, he cried, but it was too late. We, we took the child to Grotesky Hospital. It was too late. He gave him medication without reading, without following instruction. And then he brought death. There is protection in instruction. We need to pay attention to that. Number two. Divine instruction will strengthen your relationship with God. Divine instruction will strengthen your relationship with God. God cannot trust someone who does not follow his instruction. It's impossible. God cannot trust someone who does not follow instruction. Your reaction to divine instruction is a proof of your character, proof of your trust, and your passion 
toward God. I repeat that. Your reaction to divine instruction is a proof of your character. It's a proof of your trust and a proof of your passion toward God. Someone who trusts God will not disobey his instruction. If you see someone always following divine instruction, someone always respect the instruction, it's a sign that he trusts the one who gives him that instruction. And divine instruction will even expose your character. Are you a man of integrity? Are you a faithful servant? It will be known by the way you react to the instruction. Instruction will expose your character. Most of us here, we are leaders. Most of us here, we are parents, as we are sitting here uh, this evening. And uh, we are dealing with people, some people in the marketplace, some people in the ministry. We deal with people. We deal with people. We deal even if we were on children. And, and, and it's difficult for a business to succeed if you are surrounded by people who have difficulty to follow instruction. That business cannot succeed. You need people who can follow instruction. That's why even when they employ new people in the company, they don't just say, they don't put them quick to start working. They give them a time for training, for them to know the system in the company, to know they how things operate. They must work by following the instruction. You cannot succeed in your business when all the people around you are disobedient to instruction. You tell them come eight, they come nine. Uh, we must say, close this door, they, they, they open that one. You must say, they don't do what you are telling them. It will be a chaos. Even in the ministry, you can't trust people who are not following instruction. It is difficult. In the office where you are working, you, you, you cannot have success there if you are surrounded by people who don't follow instruction. And you cannot even develop a good relationship with them, even, even your own children. You can't build a strong relationship with them if they fail to follow instruction. Disobedience to instruction kills trust and hinders the progress of relationship with men, even with God. And divine instruction is very important because it's a test of character in the eyes of God. Number three. Divine instruction will give you access to the best that God has in store for you. That's why it's very important. It's it, it an open door, giving you access to the best that God has in store for you. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, verse 19 to verse 20, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the soul, for the mouth of the Lord is spoken. You see, if you are willing and obedient, if you accept and you follow divine instruction, you will eat the good of the land. It is God's real pleasure to give us the good, to give us more. But there is an instruction. You obey the instruction. You see God giving you more and the things that God as in store for you will be delivered to you. When you ignore instructions, somewhere down the road, there will be pain. You cannot disobey God without having a painful experience in your life. It is impossible. 
I repeat that you cannot disobey God without having a painful experience in your God, in your life. Disobedience always brings pain. And 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 uh, it is very important for us to understand those three aspects that I said, why divine instruction is very important. And now I want to give you again three things that I want you to keep concerning divine instruction. Number one, divine instruction will not always make sense to you. These three tips that you need to keep concerning divine instruction. Number one, divine instruction will not always make sense to you. It will not always come according to your logic that no, it, it must be uh, uh, logic to me. No, no, no. Divine instruction will not always make sense to you. When God said to Elijah, Go to Zarepta. I have ordained a widow to provide for you. You see, if, if you, you think as a human being, you say, God, you are sending me to Zarepta to go. I thought that you will tell me, Elijah, go to Zarepta. I have already ordained the king of Zarepta to feed you. Or I have ordained uh, the governor or a rich man. You are sending me to a widow. A widow need help. How can you leave all the people sending me to a widow? Is that not make sense? You look like a wicked guy. He's, the, he's sending him not to a rich man, not to, a, not to the palace. He's sending him to a widow. It should not make sense to you. But it is a divine instruction. And if you go deeper, you see that it was not the, 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 the person who received the most in that was the widow, not Elijah. When Elijah arrived, he gave also instruction to the widow. He said that, okay, breakfast, they cake for me, let me eat, and then God will take care of the rest. If that woman also refused to obey that instruction, she could die. As she prophesied that we're gonna eat today and die tomorrow. But what saved her life is because she obeyed what the prophet said to them. You see, to see it in our human thinking, you say, why God is sending me to a widow? He's supposed to send me to wealthy people to take care of me. It's the way that we need to understand that divine instruction will not always make sense to us. And there's another example of, of, of Joshua. God said to Joshua in Joshua chapter 6, verse 2, and the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of hell. I gave Jericho to you. That time they were, they were, they were sitting on the other side of Jordan. They, they were only seeing the walls of Jericho in front of them for years, for days. They were sitting there. All they could see was just the walls. They were not seeing other stuff. And God came now to, to shift, to correct the perception of Joshua, to correct his way of seeing, to correct his mind. He came and he told him, Joshua, see, that was the first statement, see, I have given to you Jericho, his king, and all the mighty men of Jericho. It was like God was telling Joshua, for a while you were sitting here, the only thing that you are seeing is the wall. You never see Jericho in your mind. You only see the walls. But I want you to see Jericho. This is the promise I gave you that. See it. It's already in your hand. And now it's a, it's, it sounds beautiful. But for that to be accomplished, God gave him instruction. 
He said that, okay, for six days, you will be marching once a day around the city. You, you turn one day once and you sit. The next day, you do the same. The third day, you do the same. Six days, repeat the same. It's, it sounds like, why are you just, this is the world. So what, 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 what is the correlation between us walking around the world and the world going down? There is no mixing there. But it, that was a divine inspection, just a walk. And he told them the seventh day, you will not walk once. Walk seven times. Among them, they had old people. Among them, they got babies, children. So can you imagine that, that even old people, 80 years, not just walking seven times. They, some people were murmuring, why, why just we look like people were stupid now? What is going on here? But that was the instruction for the walls to come down. And God told them at the seventh time, the, 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 the priest will blow the trumpets. The moment you hear the sound of the trumpet, tell all the people to shout, not to pray, not to say a word, just a shout. Even though you never shout in your life, that day you're going to shout. Because through your shout, the walls will come down. So we see that that miracle happened. It doesn't make sense in our logic. But this is the way God came to tell them. When you obey that instruction, you see the power of God manifesting. When, when Naaman went to see, to see Elisha for his healing, he was expecting that Elisha will come out, lay hand on him because he's a general honorable man you need to respect him to pray for him and pray for healing elisha did not come said tell him to go and put himself seven times in the jordan the man was he could not understand that why must i do this there are a lot of water in my country why must i say, travel long distance to come here and throw myself in jordan but that was the instruction the moment he obeyed the power of god manifested in his life so we are making rooms to God for his power to flow as we obey divine instruction. Second tips about the instruction. Divine instruction will not always be suitable to you. Number one, it will not only make sense. Number two, not suitable. Sometimes it can make sense, but it's not suitable to you. It's, it's, like, it's like someone very rich, he has, for example, seven cars in his compound. Yeah, and, and God is telling him, take that car, give to your neighbor, give one car. So it makes sense because I have seven. But now it's not suitable because I don't like my neighbor. For my master gave him the car. It's not even my car. There's nothing between me. So it's not suitable, but it's still making sense. Sometimes God will tell you things. You will begin to think, must I give my house to this guy? Must I give him this amount of money? Why must I give him? Why must I do this? I don't understand. It is not suitable to you, but it's still divine instruction. The moment you apply it, you see God's glory coming in your life. And the last tips, divine instruction, you receive the reward of divine instruction when you act quickly. God gives you the instruction. Don't, don't take a year, don't take months for you to keep thinking. You know, act. The one who acts quickly receives the reward of that instruction. I always tell my children that uh, delayed disobedience appears in the eyes of the Lord like disobedience. Delay obedience will appear in the eyes of the Lord like disobedience. So delay obedience looks like disobedience. Even though at the end you obey, but because it was delayed, 
it looks like disobedience. For example, God speaks to you in the month of January to do something, and you stay until November. Finally, you 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 do it. So it means that from from February until October you were disobedient. Even though at the end you do it, but it looks like disobedience. God wants you to act promptly, quickly. He speaks to you and you move. You need to know that there is there is a reward attached to divine instruction, and you see the great reward as you act quickly. There are certain people sitting here. Maybe the Lord has given you already an instruction. So he's using my mouth tonight to tell you, act quickly. There is a reward attached to that. You will not understand how God will operate, what he will manifest. Just you obey. Just obey to his instruction. Many of, of you sitting here, some of, some of people, you know my testimony. I came in this family through divine instruction. Why? Because 2007, which means uh, 15 years ago, I was praying God, asking him one thing, that God in this land, I'm a foreigner, it's not my country, but I'm asking you, as you called me in the ministry, give me favor. One request I was asking God, give me favor in this land, because without your favor, I don't think I will stand in this land. And I was praying for favor, praying for favor. And one day in the year 2007, God told me, I will send you to a man. You will go and connect yourself, your ministry to him, become a son to him. By you doing that, favor will come in your life. So he gave me that an instruction. He said, now, you, do you think that when you're asking me for favor, you will think I will come with the oil pulling on your head or feeling electricity in your head? No. He told me, no, the favor, I'm giving you the way for that favor. You just go yourself, humble yourself, submit, align yourself. I will show you the men myself. Many men will come in a way, but you go to the men, I will direct you. Your submission to him will bring favor in your life. And now, 11 years, I see that God never lied. That favor, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Why? Because he gave me only one instruction. Go there, connect, and serve that man. And as a result, God is showing you favor. So we need to know that there is preservation of life in instruction. There is protection, there is safety in instruction. You violate it, you reject it, you block your own life and your, your own future. So this is uh, briefly what I wanted to share with you today. And my prayer is, is uh, that the Holy Spirit will remind us any divine instruction that we miss to follow. May the Lord remind us in this season. We are in July, it's the half of the year. We want to attack the next semester of this year by following divine instruction. And I pray that the Lord will grant us the grace to always follow divine instruction. And I pray that by the help of the Holy Spirit, we come to total agreement with divine instruction. This, this is my prayer for all of us. And today, we are also receiving the Holy Communion. I want to combine this as, as I'm, I'm, I'm ending this teaching. I want to bring it together with the Holy Communion. I want us to receive the Holy Communion of today with another revelation because we are talking about divine instruction here. You see, when you read, let's let read uh, the book of uh, Luke, turn your Bible, Luke chapter 24, verse 28 to 31. Luke chapter 24, from verse 28 to 31. I want you already to have your, your, your emblems with you, your bread and the drink. The Bible says, then they drew near to the village 
where they were going. And he indicated that he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it comes to pass, as he sat at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it. He gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him. He vanished from their sight. You know the story when after Jesus' resurrection, he met two disciples walking in the road of Emmaus. They were talking about Jesus, talking about that event of the crucifixion. And Jesus appeared to them. He asked them, what are you talking about? They asked him, are you, are you, are you a foreigner here in this land? You don't know what happened here. And they were trying to tell him. And Jesus began to remind them, don't you know the scriptures? He told you after three days, he will resurrect. He was reminded, the Bible said that they, they could not recognize him. He was talking with them. They walked a certain distance until they told him, no, it is night now. Let's go and sit together. You cannot carry on like this. And then they went in the house. They sat around the table. The Bible said that Jesus now took bread and he broke it, gave it to them. That was the, the, the image of the Holy Communion. The moment they took that communion, the Bible says, and the eyes were opened. So I believe that there is also a, 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 a new, a, a, there is a dimension, there is a power in the Holy Communion, even to give us access to illumination, to divine revelation, divine knowledge, that the eyes of our heart can be opened by receiving the Holy Communion. That Jesus can help us to, to begin to see clearly instructions that God is giving to us, receiving them in our heart, having the ability to follow them, to apply them, having the wisdom of God. The Bible says that Jesus made himself wisdom for us. As we take Holy Communion, I want us to take it also with the revelation that we are receiving the wisdom of God through the body of Jesus. So this is what I want us to take this evening, that this Holy Communion will give us revelation and knowledge and open our spiritual sight. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your words and for the time that we spent sharing your word. Now that we want to take the, the communion, I thank you for the sacrifice of the cross. I thank you for what Jesus has done for us. He took all our sin, all our sicknesses, all our curses on the cross, gave us freedom. He gave us redemption, justification, and purification. And today, we want to take the Holy Communion in the same manner that those two disciples took with Jesus on the road of Emmaus. Let our eyes be open so that we may be able to discern your will in every situation, every decision we want to make in our lives that we will always abide to divine instruction and do your will, not our will. Give us the grace as we take this Holy Communion today. And I pray also for those who are sick, that this communion will bring healing into our bodies, that the rest of the month we will enjoy divine health and peace in our bodies and in our homes. In Jesus' name, 
operate. Amen. Let's take the communion. May the Lord bless you all. I give back the word to Pastor Andreas. God bless you for listening. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.